0: In my name.
1: the Lord I want you to open your Bibles for just a few moments to 1st Timothy chapter 1 1st Timothy chapter 1 and I'll be brief tonight and just want to set before David as well as every one of you tonight just a few simple little thoughts I am thrilled and thankful that God let me be a preacher I don't know of anything else I would rather do as nothing else I have ever done. I surrendered my heart to do the will of God at the age of 16. This is all that I have ever done. This is what I gave my life to. I haven't studied how to be an electrician or a plumber or a banker or anything like that. My whole life since the age of 16 has been consumed with one thing, And that's preaching the gospel. That's all I know how to do. I have no vocation or occupation to fall back on. I rest totally upon the will of God for my life. But I say that without any regrets whatsoever because I feel like that I have been blessed to the Lord to be a preacher. And it thrills me to see God calling others into the ministry and then to take them and lead them and guide them To what God wants to do with their life and where God is leading their life. And that's, of course, one of the reasons we're here tonight. God has called David, put David and Wendy together, sending them to the mission field. As a church, we are honored that God is sending them out from our ministry as they're sending church and then thrilled just to see what God is doing in their life. It is an honor. It is a blessing. And I'll say more about that. I want you to look at one statement that's found in 1 Timothy 1.12. If you would, please, let's look at verse 11 and 12. Let's stand as we read, honor, honor the reading, public reading of the Word of God. Just a few things to share with David tonight. 1 Timothy 1.11 According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful. Now here's the next statement that I want to focus upon. Putting me into the ministry. Putting me into the ministry. Verse 13, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. But I obtained mercy because I, because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief, howbeit for this cause I obtain mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long-suffering, for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Thank you. You may be seated. Verse 12, Paul spoke about being put into the ministry. Let's pray. Our Father, tonight in Jesus' name as we come to you, we thank you, Lord, that you are one that is able to calm the storms of life. And Father, we come tonight and we thank you, Lord, that you are the peace speaker. And even more, we thank you, Lord, that we know you, and that we know you personally, that it's more than a fairy tale, and it's more than a myth, but a blessed reality and a blessed truth in our life. We thank you for that. Now, we thank you for David and Wendy. Thank you for the call of God upon their life. Thank you for this moment and this hour in which he is set apart for the ministry. So I pray you have blessed these few moments to David and Wendy's heart, to their family, as well to every member of Temple Baptist Church. And we'll thank you and praise you for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's a lot of things that I could say about the ministry. The ministry is not without its burdens. Being a servant of God, doing the will of God does not mean there will not be hard times and there will not be difficult times. I look back through the years and I thank God for all that God did. And for all the things God taught me through the years and through our storms and through our battles and through our trials. And I, but I look back and I think about all the blessings we learned, but many of those blessings came from the burdens that you have in the ministry. It's not easy to be a preacher, and it's not easy to be in the ministry. Ministry is not without its burdens. Ministry is not without its criticisms. I think about one fellow preacher had put these... Uh, Hot, uh, uh, hot air, uh, hand dryers in the men's restroom. And he put them in there. That was in there about three weeks, and he took them out. And so someone asked him why he took them out, and he said, I walked in there this week, and there on the wall where you, you push the button to dry your hands was a s- sign that read, for a sample of this week's sermon, push button, say amen right there. <laughs> the ministry is not without its criticisms. The ministry is not without its burdens. But I want to say the ministry does have its blessings, and the ministry does have its compensation. When I think about the ministry, I think of three things that comes to my mind when I look at that statement, putting me into the ministry. I am mindful when I think of that statement that the ministry is, for one thing, a high calling. I want you to understand something tonight that is a minister of the gospel, Brother David and all the rest of them in this room, that have surrendered their life to preach, that the ministry is more than an occupation, The ministry is more than a vocation. The ministry is a high call of God. I believe there's a lot today that entered the ministry as a vocation. And I believe there's a lot today that have entered the ministry as a vocation, an occupation. That's the liberals you hear about. They won't stand for anything. They don't believe anything whatsoever. It is more a career move for them than it is anything else. But I want you to understand something tonight. The ministry is not an occupation. The ministry is not a vocation. It's a call of God on a man's life. And it's God saying, this is my will for your life. This is what I want to do with your life. This is my plan. It is a high calling. It is a call of God. Paul said, he put me into the ministry. Paul did not say that I entered into the ministry or I chose the ministry as my career in life. No, I was... Put into the ministry it is a high calling it is something that God does but I'd also say that it's an honorable or an honored calling for Paul said he put me into the ministry Paul becomes very personal about this matter and he talks about me he describes what he was he said I want you to understand something before I met the Lord I was a blasphemer I was a persecutor he said, I have made great havoc of the church of Jesus Christ. I was a religious man, yes, and Paul was a very religious man. Paul was a very educated man. Paul was a very brilliant man, but yet he made great havoc of the church. He hated anything that had the name of Jesus Christ on it, and he pursued it all with a passion for his destruction. But yet one day he met the Lord and God saved him by his grace. Christ Jesus, he said, came in the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. There was that moment when he met the Lord and it totally changed his life. But Paul said, it amazes me in essence that God would reach down and take somebody like me and put me into the ministry. He recognized that it was an honor of God, that God had chosen him and God had put him into the ministry. I say tonight, I don't care how we're used of God. It's still a story of God's grace, amen? It's a story of God's mercy. But I want you to understand something, and I emphasize to you, Brother David, tonight to realize that what is so honorable about the ministry is that God has chosen you for the ministry. I think about many honors in life that I've been fortunate to receive. But I'll tell you, the greatest honor that has ever been bestowed upon me is that God took my old hell-deserving soul and made me a child of God and then on top of that said, I want to set you apart and use you for the preaching of the gospel. That is an honor that God would choose us. It is a high calling. We are put into the ministry. It is an honorable calling, but I want to emphasize thirdly and lastly that it is a holy calling. He put me into the ministry. In other words, what Paul said, there was a day in my life that God came to me and God set me apart from any other normal usage of my life. He set me apart. He put me into the ministry. He put me into a specific work. When we talk about holy, we talk about that which has been separated under God. That which has been separated from any normal purpose and has been separated unto a divine purpose. Paul said he put me into the ministry. He said I could have lived I, my life, I could have lived like many others and lived an honorable life in the process. But God didn't want my life to be a normal life. He put me into the ministry. He set me apart from all normal purposes of my life so that my life for the rest of my life would be lived for God and would be for the purposes of God. Really, when you talk about a man that is called of God, the call of God is this, to burn all the bridges behind you, to forget all about your past, forget all about your future. From henceforth, you belong to me and your life is totally separated and designated to what I want to do with your life. That's what I mean. It is a holy calling. We are put into the ministry. I said a moment ago, I don't know how to do anything else. This is all that I have ever done. This is all that I've ever thought about doing. And the truth of the matter is, I don't plan on doing anything else. Because on a Sunday night... In 1972, in the Boone Gospel Tabernacle in Boone, North Carolina, I walked down there and I got on my knees. I said, Lord, I'll do what you want me to do. Lord, I'll be what you want me to be. And God knew I meant that from the bottom of my heart. I was not playing games with God. I was not bargaining with God. I was not going down there just crying a few crocodile tears and putting on a show. I meant business that night. And I said, Lord, here I am. Take me and use me. When I got off my knees that night, I knew what God's will for my life was. And I still stand amazed tonight that God one day reached down and He took me and set apart my life and said, look, others may do this, others may serve in this area, others may work in this area, but this is my plan for your life, your life is to be mine. And you're to do what I want you to do. And you're to go where I want you to go. And you're to be what I want you to be. I put you into the ministry. Now, the ministry involves many things. The ministry, Paul explained in verse 11, is a commitment of the gospel, sharing the gospel. David is going to Brazil, working in the camp there in Brazil. But higher and holier than working in that camp is the giving of the gospel. Bringing uh, boys and girls in and teaching them that Christ died for their sins and that they could have eternal life through Jesus Christ. It is a commitment of the gospel, teaching the gospel, preaching the gospel, working that others may teach and preach the gospel. It is a commitment to the gospel, set apart for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you ever have a tendency to think of a minister as being or someone to feel sorry for, don't. Feel sorry for this little hillbilly preacher. I'm glad to be in the ministry. Amen? Amen. And what an honor it is that God has put us in the ministry. David, as we gather here tonight, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to kneel. I'm going to ask Wendy to kneel beside you. Just like I knelt many, many years ago. And our men are going to come and gather around you. And they're going to put their hands upon you. And I'm going to lead a prayer as you ask me to pray. And ask me to pray your ordination prayer. But as we do so tonight, we as a church are saying to you that we believe God has called you and that God has set you apart. You are going to be a missionary. This is your life. This is your ministry. This is the will of God for you. And I want you to remember when you kneel in just a moment, I want you to think, first of all, of the high calling you have in your life. I want you to think of the honor that God has bestowed upon you. And then I want to think of how God has set you apart and put you in His ministry. To use you for the honor and the glory of God. I've often thought about the night that I surrendered to preaching. and you've heard me tell about it. And I'm not going to tell the story again. I was 16. It was in July of 1972. I had, there were things in my life I pursued. I had a passion in my life, a love in my life that I had from the time I was a little child. It's all I ever thought about doing, it's all I ever wanted to do. I live for it, I eat and breathe it day in and day out. And it was everything that which I wanted to do in life as a teenager. But I remember that night when I got off my knees and I said yes to the Lord. And this is what God wants me to do. I surrender to it. Then from that point on, there's been only one consuming passion in my life. And that's just to try to stay in the will of God and do the will of God. And I look back to that night after all of these years and all the burdens all the churches and all the trials and all the heartaches and all the storms and all the disappointments and all the things that broke my heart and yet even blessed my heart. If I could do it all over again and God rolled back time and took me out there in that old rock quarry on Deerfield Road and said, I'm going to give you another chance. Will you do the same thing? I'd fall on my knees once again and say, here I am, Lord. I'll do what you want me to do and I'll be what you want me to be. It's a calling of God. David, I want you to come, you and Wendy, kneel. And I want our ladies to come, and they're going to play something. And I want our men to come and gather around you. Tonight, we as a church lay our hands upon you as a tradition to signify that you have been called of God, and you're being set apart for the ministry. Would you come and kneel, David, Wendy? I want our ordained men in the church, any of them that are here that like to come, just come and kneel around them. And I'm going to pray the prayer. And I'm going to ask Brother John Emrick, our chairman, to kneel there and put his hands upon the head of David and Wendy. And we're going to pray tonight that God take them and use them. This is a precious couple. They're new in our church just a few months. And they've been on the road raising their support. So a lot of you have never had the privilege of getting to know them. But you're learning them. And as you do, you're loving them. We praise God for them. Let's pray. Father, tonight in Jesus' name, As we gather here and as we lift our hearts up to you we come tonight to thank you for calling people into your work thank you for David thank you for Wendy thank you Lord for the call of God upon their lives thank you Lord that they have submitted to the will of God for their lives I know the will of God one day will require them to leave houses and land father and mother I know, Lord, that there'll be many a lonely day and many of a lonely night, and they'll grieve and they'll be homesick. The will of God for their life is requiring something from them. But, Lord, I have learned many years ago that if I do the will of God, there's many blessings and joys in doing what you want us to do. So I lift David and Wendy up to them tonight, up to you, Lord. We as a church say that we believe they have been called We believe that your hand is upon their life, that they're doing the will of God. And so, Lord, we offer them to you for the gospel ministry. As a church, we say to this community and to this city that we believe this is a called man of God. Therefore, we present him to the world for ministry. So, Father, tonight feel, Brother David, feel windy with the Spirit of God. You know how important, how critical, how essential it is that they know something of the fullness of God in their life. So fill them with the Spirit of God. Bless them and use them in a marvelous way in the days to come. Bless them as he labors to raise his support. Provide everything they need to get to the field and then bless them on the field that they might be used of God there. So bless the children. Bless their families. Thank you for Brother David. Thank you, Lord, for... Again, the call of God in his life, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm here a while ago. This is Wendy's parents and David's parents. Let's welcome them once again. Good to have them with us tonight. This is little Mackenzie. Father, as we come to you tonight, we thank you again for David and Wendy, and we thank you, Lord, for this gift that you have given them. And they come tonight, Lord, on this special night in their life to also give their child to the Lord. So we give Mackenzie to you tonight. I know they'll bring her up in nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And I pray that you would bless mom and dad and give them wisdom. And Lord, as this child grows up on the mission field, I pray, Lord, that you will watch over it, take care of it, put a heart in her for the things of the Lord. Lord, keep her heart soft and open to the day that you'll knock on her heart. Protect her from all the things this world will try to use to distract her. Bless again the family. We give you this child in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord to have you with us. I want us all to stand. And I want you to come by in just a moment and. Show your appreciation to David and Wendy and let them know how proud. You appreciate the clouds, say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord for them, amen. I want you to take a moment and come by and speak to them and let them know and their family, let them know how glad we are and put them on your prayer list and pray for them every day. Then I ask you to be praying for me and Sherry. I will be in San Jose, Costa Rica this week. Out of this church, there's been a lot of ministries started. One of them is Emmanuel Baptist Church in San Jose, and uh, Brother Mill Murdoch. they started this church 25 years ago. This is their 25th anniversary, and uh, a couple years ago, they asked me if I would come and do their Bible conference for their anniversary, so I ask you to pray for us. I'm still trying to get over all this uh, stuff and things, so I'm going to be... It's kind of, you're in a building, but you don't have any walls, so I'll be dealing with the weather every night. So pray that the Lord will touch us and strengthen us and work in our lives and move. building is about as big as this one, but you have the open, so the wind blowing through. So pray the Lord to take care of us. We'll leave tomorrow and be there through the week. So pray that God will give us a wonderful time there in that Bible conference and and use us. You're dismissed. Shake hands in fellowship as you leave. Is it for everybody?